everybody. You're listening to the 45th episode of Hipster Baseball Podcast, HBP, where we talk about baseball, drinks, gambling, and everything else under the sun. I'm Dorian. DeCarlo is still on vacation. He's exploring the deep blue sea with Jacques Cousteau. And now you're asking yourself, Dorian, do you have a special guest for us this week? No. And then you're probably asking yourself, so you lock yourself in a room? to talk to yourself all night and drink by yourself. That's exactly what I'm doing. Those are three of my favorite things. (laughs) I'm joking, but I love talking with you and I love drinking good beer and well, I'm getting ahead of myself. So on today's 45th solo episode podcast of HVP, we play cards, get traded. And on Friday nights, we fight. So on today's podcast, I'm drinking, as usual, a beer from a local American brewery. The beer I have in my hand is called Bau Belgium Double, which is, I think, Flemish for, no, I think Double is Flemish, but that word is for double in English. So I guess if you go, the higher number you go, the, the, the stronger Belgian, Belgian beer is. And this is actually from a, again, a local brewery called Barrow Oak farm tap house in Della Plain, Virginia. I had no idea where that was either, but it's in Della Plain, Virginia. And I'm going to have a drink, so hear me out. And right now, because this is a solo show, you don't have a DiCarlo or a special guest to entertain you, so give me a second. And so as usually, as usual, I love to talk about where I get my drinks or what, what have you. Now, Della Plain, Virginia is probably uh, two hours west of Washington, D.C., the nation's capital, and it's located in a county called Fauquier. For who? No, I, I wasn't insulting you. Fauquier. <laughs> and uh, it's Fauquier County, and it's actually named after Francis Fauquier, who was actually born in London back in July 1703. So happy birthday, Francis. Happy 318th birthday, uh, my friend, because without you, there would have been no Fauquier County. And without you, there then probably would not have been Barrow Oak Farm Tap House in Della Plain, Virginia. Now, the interesting thing is, the interesting thing that I want to share with you is that this Francis Fauquier, he, came, he, he, he was a young man of means. When his father passed away in London, his father, father, we're going to call him Papa Fauquier, left him the equivalent in today's 2021 money of $7 million inheritance. That's a, that's, that's a pretty penny. That's a, that's a lot of money. So you can basically start off your, your life. You're not, you can be set for life if you're, if you're smart with it, but with that kind of money, you can set yourself up uh, to do bigger and better things. And he did. And dear Francis, the birthday boy did, because he ended up becoming the Lieutenant governor of the colony of Virginia. So he sailed all, all across the Atlantic and on the, on June the 5th, 1758, he was made Lieutenant Governor of the Colony of Virginia. Now, so why is this place named after Fauquier? Because Francis won what is now Fauquier County in a card game. Was he playing Go Fish? Was it Uno? Was it Poker? Was it Texas Hold'em? Was it Gin Rummy? You're asking me a lot of questions that I don't have the answer to, my friend. I don't know what card game he played, 
but whatever it was, it was super high stakes because he won God knows acres and hundreds and thousands of acres of land back in the 1750s, 1760s, let's say. So yeah, all that stuff, Fauquier County used to belong to this one man because he won it in a card game. I have never really been, I've never really been into cards. I don't play poker. I don't know how to play poker. I don't play gin rummy. I used to play, I used to play go fish when I was younger. I was really good. Today, I wouldn't even know the first move of how to, how to distribute, how to distribute the cards. But if I keep drinking some of this bow, 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 Belgium, doable, I probably could remember some of that go fish, but I'm, no one's going to want to bet me an entire plot of land. So that's, uh, you know, Francis Fauquier, Lieutenant Governor Francis Fauquier, maybe a degenerate gambler, maybe not. Maybe he was just a man that liked to have fun. And in the summertime, when we're gambling or we're not gambling, when we're drinking or we're not drinking, send us a picture of what you like to drink when you're putting the house, your, your, the, the D to your house or your condo or your car on the line when you go to Vegas. I'm joking, people. Don't do that. Don't do that. Send us a picture of what you like to drink. Our Twitter handle is at HBP4040. And remember to use the hashtag HBP drink. And there's been a lot of drinking going on in the DC area because last week I was in Washington, DC. And you may or may not have heard that the Washington Nationals basically gutted their entire team. They before the deadline last last week, about a week ago, about two weeks ago now, this, when this comes out, the Washington Nationals traded away almost the entire core of the World Series championship team of 2019. The babyface assassin, Trey Turner, Kyle Schwar Schwarber, Josh Harrison. Well, Josh, I don't think Josh Harrison was on that team, but anyways, Jan Gomez, and of course the stud starting pitcher, Max Scherzer. I was shocked i wasn't surprised that they traded away max scherzer but the fact that they traded away trey turner to los angeles to the los angeles dodgers in a package deal with max scherzer i i was like I, i'm still flabbergasted at what the nationals did because i you know you know longtime listeners know that i really like to get into some of these cheap teams like the cleveland indians the tampa bay rays Teams that just don't like to spend because their owners are unbelievably cheap and very rich. Almost as rich as Francis Fauquier. I wonder what kind of baseball owner Francis Fauquier would have been. But that's neither here nor there. Who cares? I mean, the guy was born 318 years ago. Unless he's a vampire, he wouldn't. What are we talking about here? <laughs> We're talking about the Washington Nationals, okay? I am surprised. And I was walking around and talking to some Nationals uh, fans, you know, because they obviously they stood out because they had the cap and jersey and stuff. They couldn't believe it either. I, it, this is basic. If you go to a Washington Nationals game, if you're in Washington, D.C., or if you follow them on the, if they go to your hometown, you know, you see them in your stadium, whether wherever, in Chicago, in Atlanta, New York. This is basically like a triple A team. You can't name anybody beyond Juan Soto, one of the best players in the game. Juan Soto. Um, okay, that I'm done. I don't know anyone besides Juan Soto on that. Oh, and Ryan Zimmerman, of course, because he's been there for like 5,000 years, the, their first baseman. Um, but that's it. And it's very sad because, again, I don't, I don't like the Washington Nationals because the Atlanta Braves are my team. 
but I respect the Washington Nationals because they are not cheap. They go out and they give money to people. They gave Max Scherzer that massive $200 million contract and homeboy has been worth every single penny. He's won what, like two Cy Youngs with them. He's pitched two or three no hitters. He's won a world series. The guy's been nothing short of a, of a legend Max Scherzer. Uh, even though they didn't want Bryce Harper back in what, 2018, I think it was. They did still offer him the $300 million contract, even though they knew he wasn't going to take it. And recently, the Nationals have been changing. If you guys remember, after the Nationals won that 2019 World Series championship, they didn't come to terms with their third baseman, another stud player, Anthony Rendon. And Rendon ended up signing with Los Angeles Angels in Orange County with uh, for them for the, for the amazing price of seven years, $245 million contract. That's, that's, that's an amazing, beautiful number. Francis Fokker didn't have that much money, but, <laughs> but anyways, so I don't know if this is a new phase of the learn, the learners are the family that owns the Washington nationals. I don't know if they turned the corner of like, you know what, maybe we don't want to be, we, maybe we don't want to invest that much in the baseball team. Who knows? I hope this is not the case, but nevertheless, Washington Nationals fans, it's going to be a long two or three years because there is nobody outside of Juan Soto. There is nobody on that team. And I feel bad because, ladies and gentlemen, speaking of big money, Juan Soto is an unrestricted free agent, I believe, after the 2022 season. And his agent is, uh, what's his name? The the, 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 the super agent, the baseball guy. Um, and the, the, he's the same guy that, uh, that did Chris Bryant. All right. Thankfully, even though DiCarlo is not with us right now, because again, he's deep, deep sea fishing with Jacques Cousteau, the HBP bullpen is still here. And I was just passed a note that I'm, I'm, I'm actually referring to Scott Boris, the super agent of baseball players. He's the, he's the agent for Bryce Harper, uh, Garrett Cole, the pitcher for the New York Yankees. And I believe he's the, the, also the agent for Chris Bryant. Scott Boris is known to advise his clients never, uh, never sign an early deal. Meaning if you wait until your contract is up, start a bidding war with your, with your original team and anyone else to drive the price up so that you make more money. And of course he makes more money because of his commission. So he's not, uh, Scott Boris is not, is no dummy. He represents some of the biggest names in baseball, and he, and he represents Juan Soto. And Juan Soto, the stud, amazing player for the Washington Nationals, a left fielder, the, the arguably the best hitter in baseball, he's going to get a $400 million contract. Mark my words, he will receive a $400 million contract. Are the Washington Nationals going to give that to him? I don't know. Maybe. Uh, I hope the Atlanta Braves do. I would love that. But... Speaking of the team that the Nationals packed off Trey Turner and Max Scherzer to the Los Angeles Dodgers, when they traded for them, the first thing I the first thing I thought about when I heard that they were going to the Dodgers was like, oh my God, the Dodgers are even deeper and better than they already are. But it also reminded me of a parallel of another sport. For those of you who like soccer, calcio, football, however you want to call them, whatever, whatever, and whatever language. Back in the 1990s, there was an Italian soccer, calcio, football team called AC Milan. I'm saying called as if they, they, they went away. They're, they're still around. AC Milan is still around. 
But anyways, but back in the 90s, back in the early 90s, they were like the super team all of, of, of the world. They would sign all the greatest players, all the greatest players played for them. They would win the championship every year. They would, be, they would win European titles. And it reminded me their strategy back when they were owned by a charismatic Italian by the name of Silvio Berlusconi. Those of you from the political world know that Silvio Berlusconi has been the prime minister in Italy off and on for like the past 20 years. The guy's, the guy's a character, if I want to if I want to be nice about it. And actually, I'm going to, I'm going to put a plug for another good podcast I listened to. It was uh, this podcast called Bunga Bunga, B-U-N-G-A, B-U-N-G-A, Bunga Bunga. And it's about like an eight or 10 series podcast about like the career, the political and business and football calcio career of Silvio Berlusconi, because Berlusconi, he owned uh, Rai, uh, which is a TV channel in Italy. Uh, I also believe he owned Sky Italia. No, that couldn't have been. He owned Rai. He owned AC Milan. He owned uh, development flats. Uh, the, he was a real estate developer all over Italy. And so at this time, he owned AC Milan and he poured in a lot of money. And so one of the strategies of AC Milan was we're going to get the best players, even if we don't need them, as a, as a defense mechanism against our rivals so that they don't get them. And back in 1991, 30 years ago, they signed a Frenchman by the name of Jean-Pierre Papin for 10 million pounds. Back then, that was the world record for to buying of a contract of a, of a, of a, of a calcio, of a soccer player. Today, that's, 200, that's, two, that's $22 million, which is nothing because I think the world record, I think the world record is uh, Neymar, who went the Brazilian Neymar, who went to Paris Saint-Germain, PSG, for like, I don't know, 200 million pounds. But back then, this was the world record. And then two years later, no, I, the next year, AC Milan again went out and bought the best player, uh, an Italian by the name of Gianluigi Lentini, for 13 million pounds. And today, that's about $28 million. But uh, Lentini had a terrible time because he actually ended up that about a month after he signed the contract with AC Milan, uh, Gianluigi Lentini was in a terrible accident in Genoa in the Northwest of Italy. And his career was never the same. Thankfully he survived, but he was never the same. And it didn't have anything to do with, uh, I don't, it had nothing to do with drinking and driving. So, you know, we're, we're big on not, we're big on have your drinks, people have it at home. But if you're out, take an Uber, take a Lyft, take a taxi, walk home, scooter, skip, I don't know, crawl. Give me a second because I'm drinking more of this delicious, delicious Belgium double. So anyway, so that's why, I, so the, so the, so AC Milan would have a bench full of stars, but they would hardly play. All they wanted to do was make sure that the rivals didn't get it. Imagine as if you, in your business, you are just hiring all these, all this great talent. So your rival can't poach them. It's the same thing. And now in baseball with the Los Angeles Dodgers, they're getting all of these players just so they're, their super team rivals down south, San Diego Padres, don't get them because Scherzer was actually supposed to be traded to the San Diego Padres, and he ended up at the last minute with the Dodgers. Incredible. It's incredible what they're doing. It's, on, one, on one hand, you're like, man, they, they know what they're doing. I'm going to restrict the resources of my rival to strengthen my position. But on the other hand, you're, you as someone who loves baseball, someone who loves sports, someone who loves competitiveness in, in business and politics and sports, you want to see 
almost equal teams go up against each other and see who ends up ends up winning. So just because the Dodgers have all this tremendous embarrassment of rich of talents and riches doesn't mean they might doesn't mean that they're going to win the World Series. So again, we we'll 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 find out in about two three months. Yeah, probably two months. No, three months. So again, I'm taking a little break here to drink this massive cup I have here in my hand. So I'm gonna let, let me round out the the National League West uh, in baseball. The Colorado Rockies, I don't know what in the world they're doing, people. I, I don't know if there's any fans from Denver. They they didn't trade away their, their, their star shortstop, Trevor Story. They're not going to be in the playoffs. They're not going to resign him at the end of the year. Trevor Story's surprised. I'm surprised. You're surprised. The cat that I saw earlier today is surprised. I don't know what the, I don't know what they're doing. The Colorado Rockies are not competitive in the National League West because you have the San Francisco Giants, you have the San Diego, the super team San Diego Padres, the super team Los Angeles Dodgers. Rockies ownership is not going to pay to make that team competitive, and so you you have this diamond there playing amongst garbage. No offense, but they know that it, why not trade him and get something in return because in three months. That man, is his, his contract is up, and he's going to walk away as a free agent, and you get nothing in return. The brain cells over the Colorado Rockies organization right now is they're dead. They're dead. So, um, yeah, I mean, we can go on and on about this, but I'm sure you've heard all the trades and stuff. It's just it, it took me – I wanted to give myself a week or so to just digest the, the transfer of resources from the East Coast – Washington DC to the West coast, Los Angeles Dodgers in the, in, in Trey Turner and Max Scherzer. Cause that was, that was earth shaking as, and a big one, another big one as well was uh, my last point here is the Chicago Cubs with Chris Bryant, their third baseman. Again, the Cubs, they won the world series four, five years ago, four years ago. And everyone thought that the Cubs were going to win two or three world series with all those great young talent, all the great young talent that they had. And they ended up, you can't really say only one, but they won one. That's a lot more than a, a lot of other teams have won over the past five, 10 years. But they were also never going to resign Chris Bryant. Again, Scott Boris is the agent for Chris Bryant. And the Cubs royally, you know what, overed Chris Bryant when he was a young man about six years ago by manipulating his service time, which is... Basically, the, the way that a, that a baseball club can control the player for an extra year, and by control, I mean that they can underpay him his real market value for one extra year, which is happening right now. They, they kept Chris Bryant in the minor leagues for, I think it was the first two weeks of the 2015 season. And this is why that Chris Bryant, this, he's now in his last year with the Cubs, 2021, because they, if they hadn't manipulated him, and his service time, he would have been a free agent last year and he would have been getting paid loads of money. And you know what? Everyone does it. Hopefully, uh, Major League Baseball addresses this because the Toronto Blue Jays did the same service time manipulation with Vladdy Guerrero Jr. Uh, back in 2019, making some nonsense up about, oh, they got to go work on their defense. It's sad. It's not sad. It's just, it's completely unjust. But anyways, the, life is not... Life is not about a justice law and stuff. But again, give me a second because I'm drinking. Mm. 
this is very good stuff. If you know, if I drink too much of this, I might be end up talking for two hours. I'm really not going to. But we have to know where we find value. And these play and these baseball teams, they see value in manipulating service time, like with Chris Bryant with the Chicago Cubs, like Vladdy Guerrero Jr. with the Toronto Blue Jays, like the Los Angeles Dodgers by trading for all the really good players in baseball and when they already have some of the best play with some of the best baseball players in the game. We as listeners and as hosts of podcasts, we see value as well. And that's where our show sponsor comes in. Woolworths, where shopping for value is a tradition. Wall Street roared back to life a few weeks after the shutdown of 2020, but the real economy is moving a little bit slower. Remember that you have a partner for the things you need in life. Remember Woolworths, where shopping for value is your tradition. Cheers to Woolworth. They're always, they always come through. They've been coming through for America, America for over 100 years, probably, probably even more than that. Cheers to them. I don't, know if you, I don't know if you could find beer at Woolworths. Probably not, but you'll find everything else. Uh, but what also, is, what also is a tradition in this country is fighting, fighting. In my unsolicited advice this week, I'm calling it Friday nights, all right for fighting. <laughs> now I'm lifting this from the Elton John song called Saturday nights, all right for fighting. Saturday night, Saturday, 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 Saturday. You know, it's all about, um, what is it? Uh, fighting, getting a little action, uh, Whatever, you know, basically the song Saturday Night, Saturday Night's All Right for Fighting by Elton John is basically about so, some young person going out to a pub and listening to rock and roll, drinking lots of beer and getting into fist fights at the, at the pub. What I think happens. So, Dorian, what's the point? I'm getting there, my friend. Have a drink. Chill out. This is a very short podcast. I'm going to get there. My point is that I believe that the Chicago White Sox manager, Tony La Russa, was rocking out to Saturday night's All Right for Fighting by Elton John back on the 30th of July. Because on the 30th of July, the 31st of July, and then the 1st of August, which was the weekend series now about, yeah, just about just a week ago, the Cleveland Indians went to Chicago to play the White Sox for a three-game three uh, series. And in this game on the, uh, in this game, in this series, the American League 2020 MVP, Jose Abreu, was hit one, two, three times. He was hit three times. And you listeners know how much I hate the Miami Marlins for the amount of times that they hit, they've, they've hit Ronald Acuna Jr., the Atlanta Braves right fielder who's unfortunately injured right now. The Cleveland Indians pitching staff, but it wasn't intentional. You could tell it wasn't intentional. It was just bad control because a lot of these, as we know, some of the baseball players, some of the baseball pitchers are, no, all baseball pitchers are no longer allowed to use foreign substance on the ball to help them with better grip. And now we're seeing things like this happen. So Tony LaRussa, who is not a friend of the podcast, we're very much don't like him because of 
reasons we stated earlier, drinking and driving, he's curmudgeon, he doesn't like home runs, he doesn't like people smiling. He's 76 year old. He, Tony LaRusso came out of retirement. He's 76 years old to become the manager of the Chicago White Sox. On the 30th of July, Friday, the um, Obre uh, Abreu, Jose Abreu, like I said, he was hit twice in that one game. First time, I think it was in the fourth inning, the ball got away from the pitcher and it went straight to Jose Abreu's buttocks, as Forrest Gump would say. If you know Jose Abreu, if you've seen him, if you're looking him up on your internet machine, Jose Abreu is a big man. He's got a lot of mass in, in his buttocks. So I'm sure it, it stung, but it wasn't like, you know, ah, it's annoying. It sucks to get hit by a 90-mile-an-hour ball on your left butt cheek. Okay, fine. Part of the game. Later in the night, and the bottom of the eighth inning, the Indians relief pitcher James Karn uh, Karnachak, Karnachak, I can't, I don't know how to pronounce his name, James, let's say, we'll just call him James, the Indians relief pitcher. He hit Abreu in the head. In the head. Thank God. Jose, I mean, he coming, it was coming at him so fast. He managed to turn his face and it, and the ball bounced right off of his base, uh, out of his batting helmet. And Abreu just went down. I mean, it, it was, it was scary. And Jay, uh, James, he crouched right down and he was, and you could tell, like, he was like, oh my goodness, what did I just do? I can't imagine what, I mean, first off, we have, we have to think about Jose Abreu. I mean, he just saw a 95 mile ball coming at him and now he's on the ground. The pitcher is like, oh my God, I'm, I, I, God knows what I just, what I accidentally just did. But, but thank goodness, Jose Abreu, he was down there for like five or 10 minutes for obvious reasons. He actually stayed in the game. He actually went to first base after a while, but, but as Jose Abreu was on the ground and the trainers were looking after him and et cetera, et cetera, old, old Tony, old Tony fighting Larusa came storming out of the dugout. He was yelling at people. He went up to the um, he went up to the Indians uh, the Indians catcher, this guy by the name of uh, Roberto Perez, and he starts he starts like digging his finger in Perez's che uh, chest, uh, whatever the, the the chest protection, and I was like, hey, 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 Tony, calm down, dude. Like the. First off, it had nothing to do with Roberto Roberto Perez, and this this catcher, he's like he's forty years younger than you. He's he's he can basically be your grandkid. This kid's 5'11", 220 pounds. He has he has tattoos on his neck and on his eyebrows. He does that little I guess what people do like they take razors and they just make little gaps and shave off parts of their eyebrows. I'm not saying Roberto Perez looks like a felon, but he also doesn't look like the friendliest man in the world. If I was a 76-year-old man, I would not go to someone like that and start pounding my finger in their chest. And God knows what Tony DeRusso was saying to him. Because, look, these are competitive men. These are young, fit men. Jose, Tony DeRusso could have easily been, been knocked right next to Jose Abreu if, if Perez had just taken a, sw a swing at his 76-year-old's head. Tony, calm down. How many times do we have to have you on this on 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 our on our podcast? Is saying you need to change your ways, my friend, because it's not it's not working. It might have worked back in 
1971 baseball or even 1987 baseball, but not in 2021. You're putting yourself in a bad position. You make yourself look bad and you make your team look bad. Now, I don't want to just give him some. <laughs> when I, again, when I thought of, when I saw all this, this, this drama of Tony La Russa, he was more concerned about yelling at the Cleveland Indians and starting a fight with a, a grandpa, starting a fight with half, with the entire Cleveland Indians team, as opposed to making sure that Jose Abreu, I'm not saying he didn't, he didn't go see if he was okay, but he spent more time trying to start a fight than he did seeing if the trainer said that, that, that Jose Abreu was okay. When I thought about this, I said, maybe Tony La Russa doesn't listen to me. Maybe he would listen to some advice from the world-famous WWE wrestler, The Rock. Concern yourself with is this. It's your role. No, your mouth, shut it. And if you do that, then The Rock... That's right, Tony LaRusso. Know your role. You are a brilliant, historical, smart, successful baseball manager. Know your role. Shut your mouth. Don't go starting to start. Don't go starting brawls, you crazy old man. Don't do that. Then... He didn't listen to me. He might not even listen to The Rock. Two days later, on the 1st of August, here we go again, people. On Sunday, the Indians pitcher, Cal Quantrill, hit Abreu in the left shoulder. Again, Jose Abreu's a big dude, so it bounced right off of him. Again, I'm not saying it didn't hurt. I mean, I, I, I do not want some 95-mile-an-hour ball to come hitting me anywhere on my body. Larusa comes stepping out of the dugout, yelling, screaming. It's like, <laughs> I understand you need to protect your player. You need to protect your player because once is understandable. Two is like, hey, what's going on? Three, everyone's getting suspicious. But again, these pitchers are no longer allowed to use the foreign substances like uh, they, what the baseball player, what baseball pitchers usually use is the sunscreen. They actually put it on their fingers to help them with the, the, the breaking of the ball. And so they don't, they're not able to use it anymore because in the middle of the season, major league baseball said, uh, no, you're not able to do that anymore. And so a lot of these, a lot of these pitchers control has suffered. And unfortunately, Jose Abreu then now has been hit three times in the last weekend series against the Cleveland Indians. Tony La Russa, Saturday night's not all right for fighting for a 76 year old man. Friday night is not all right for fighting and neither is Sunday afternoon. <laughs> The day of the Lord. No, I'm joking. So my unsolicited advice, again, for Tony LaRusa is, sir, do not pick fights with men who are 40 years younger than you, stronger than you, et cetera, et cetera, because it, it's not going to end well. Please don't do that. We don't want our players to get hit. I love the Chicago White Sox. They're my preseason pick to go to the World Series against the Los Angeles Dodgers, who just picked up all these tremendous players. Excuse me. More drinking. So, ladies and gentlemen, that's it. So I hope you've enjoyed the solo ride with me as I talk to myself in the great abyss, into the great void of space. Space, 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 space. I could talk about more stuff, but I want to keep drinking. By yourself? Sure, why not? <laughs> but we're not always by ourselves, my friend, because our beautiful pets keep us in good company and they are great companions as are youtube videos of the rock <laughs> the guy was a showman he was, he's hilarious i actually stopped liking wrestling back like in the early 90s with uh with hulk hogan ultimate warrior 
uh, Razor Rick Ramon. You remember that? The guy, he, he would have a toothpick in his mouth. Oh, he was so annoying. He was a great heel. But anyways, what are you talking about? Drinking alone. You can do that because your pets are with you. They love your company. And at HVP, we love pets as well. Tweet us a picture of what your pet does when they're looking at you weird. Our Twitter handle is at HVP4040. And when you send us a picture, we'll be happy to retweet it. But use the hashtag HPPets, H-P-P-E-T-S. I want to thank everyone for listening for my random ramblings over the past 30 minutes. Please subscribe to the podcast and leave us a review. It really helps the analytics. You can find us on Spotify. We're on SoundCloud. We're on Apple Podcasts. And we're also on Google Podcasts. Give us a review. Rate us. Leave us. Send us tweets. We want to hear feedback, what you like, what you don't like. Our Twitter handle, again, is at HPP4040. The drink that I'm having today will be in the show notes. As well, I always post a picture of what I drink on our Twitter handle every single week. Join us next time. Or maybe just join me. Join me next time for a brand new episode of HPP, Hipster Baseball Podcast. Goodbye, everybody.